This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Way before you could shoot fire from your fists. You hear me? Do you hear me? Come here. Come here, girl. It's a brand new episode of Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. Yay, we're back. Yes. After the holiday hiatus, we're back. Uh, uh, new podcast art. Yay. Slightly new theme. Finally. And... Switching it up for the new year. Same easy to search for name. Oh, totally. It's so easy. <laughs> you just have to type a whole essay, and then you'll get it. It's not that long. Um, <laughs> so we are... We are doing a slightly different variation on the show. Yes, slightly different. Is this because you decided that it was just too easy for me to find movies that you liked? Yeah. Do, do we just decide to ditch the whole game of, is Kayla going to like this movie I suggest for her? Yeah. So so essentially we've changed the format to, I find a movie that I have not seen that I would like to watch, and then we watch it. Yes. As opposed to, my dad tries to guess... If you would like something <laughs> or not. If I would like something or not. Which, as you all have seen, he has a very good track record of. Mm-hmm. So it, it seemed kind of pointless at that point. I mean, I was getting to the point where I was going to pick stuff where I thought you might not like it just to shake things up. <laughs> but then that would also ruin our wonderful father-daughter quality time yes, by would. watching a movie you don't like. Yeah, if we watched a movie I hated, that would kind of defeat the purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, like, marginally surprised when you came back from my movie box and you're like, I would like to watch uh, 2019's Captain Marvel, which is, I pre- 
I think that's exactly how you said it to me as well. You're like, hey, Dad, I would like to watch 2019's <laughs> Captain Marvel starring... That's exactly how I said it. Starring Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, and Ben Mendelsohn. Yes, believe it or not, even though I am a Marvel connoisseur, I have never seen Captain Marvel no. up until yesterday. You've seen quite a few of them, right? Have you seen have. most of them I've or seen, all of them? I've seen pretty much all of them except for Captain Marvel. Weird. So how did this one escape your view? I, th- I don't know. I, I think, know you didn't okay. go to the theater. I know you didn't go to the theaters when. Here's what was we going went. on. I was going through my weird, edgy phase of like, oh, my sister likes something, so I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> and my sister really liked Captain Marvel, and yes. in attempts to be edgy and rebellious, I decided that I hated Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that's for kids. <laughs> um, now let but, me watch Avengers. <laughs> uh, this was uh, directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. This was also. Uh, a story by many people, but more significantly, Nicole Perlman, who helped along with James Gunn write the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yes. Um, I think she had a, maybe she had a hand in the second one as well. Maybe. I don't re- I don't remember off the top of my head. We can find out later. Uh, but this movie is the origin story, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. It's the it's the backstory. It's the backstory. It's not really the origin. Uh, the origin of Captain Marvel is. They briefly revealed go over the in origin, here. Yeah. But they don't give it like a whole like the whole movie is not the origin. The movie starts with her already like having gone through her origin. Yeah. And then it's sort of unveiled uh to the audience and to her really cuz she doesn't remember. Because she does not remember. Yes. Yeah. So, uh because of the career assholes. Yeah, so she's known as Veers for most of this movie until she learns her true identity is Carol Danvers. Um, she's living on the Cree homeworld of Hala until she ends up crash landing on Earth in the middle of the Cree Scroll War. And then she learns all about who she used to be and discovers that the Cree are really the jerks and not the Skrulls, the people she's been uh, taught to hate and fight against. Which uh, I was really banking on because I really like the Skrulls. So <laughs> I was really hoping. I think at some point in the middle of the movie, I did actually ask you that uh, who the good guys were because I was yeah. genuinely confused at that point. Yeah, because uh, like, like I wasn't sure if like it was like some like scroll lying tactic to mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, we're the good guys. Yeah, you should you should work with us." Yeah, they definitely turned the tables. It was the Cree who essentially were searching for. This engine that was built by this Cree scientist named Marvell, and she was uh, using the Tesseract, which, mm-hmm. as we now know, is the Space Stone uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yep. she was using the Tesseract to draw power to make this engine. That engine exploded. It exploded all over Carol Danvers and gave her superpowers. Yep. And now they're like, well, screw the engine. We want this person infused with this Tesseract power. And uh, they purposefully withheld her abilities from her to keep her tame and docile. Because they knew that if they didn't, she would absolutely wreck all of their shit. Yeah. And then she does. And then she does. So they were right, at least. At least they were right. They knew what was coming and they tried to stop it, but they couldn't. Um, She's just too powerful. But that's a weird, crazy parallel to things that are happening in the world right now. (laughs) They created a monster. They knew it was going to happen. And then they were surprised when it happened. Oh, boy. Considering recent (laughs) events as well. That's yuck. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. The, uh, like, the, uh, so she discovers all of this stuff um, about herself. But the most important thing, I think, to perhaps Kayla's, 
uh, taste, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, is that this movie takes place in the 90s. Yeah. The best time to be alive. The best. <laughs> uh, what, I mean, what did you th- what did you think of Captain Marvel first time seeing it? This movie met with like a lot of, I would say, mixed to positive reviews, and there were a lot of people also who flat out hate this movie. So I'm I'm curious to know where, where you land on it. Where, what were your thoughts? Well, I really enjoyed this movie, as I assumed that I would, because I get some weird childlike sense of glee whenever I watch Marvel movies because mm-hmm. I just love them. Mm-hmm. So, so I got that same sense of joy. Which is weird because you're not a comic book person either. Neither was I. I'm not. But I do very much love Marvel movies. Mm-hmm, me too. They're, they're just very fun. Yep. Like, I don't think I've ever not had fun while watching a Marvel movie. Yeah, even like the lamest one for me is like Iron Man 2. And I oh, still yeah. have... I still like that movie. I still have fun, especially with like the second half of that movie. And anytime uh, uh, even Vanko wants like his bird, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> always, always love. He's the best person in that movie. <laughs> Forget everyone else. Mickey Rourke. Um, yeah. So, okay. So the ni- the '90s thing. I know you loved. <laughs> You're like I, because I would much rather be alive in any other time other than now. Uh, well, look, I don't. I can't blame. I can't fault you for thinking like that. But not even like not even for those reasons. Just for mm-hmm. like purely aesthetic reasons. I mean, blockbuster. Heck yeah. We get a blockbuster in like the first 25 minutes of this movie. And then um, there's a Radio Shack immediately afterwards. <laughs> and a Game Boy. We spotted Game Boy. There's a whole bunch of like 90s nostalgia stuff in here. There yeah. were uh, trolls they, they and Nerf keep, guns. They keep the Tesseract in a... And a Happy Days and a lunchbox. Happy Days lunchbox with the fonz on the front of it. To be fair, that is not from the 90s at all. That's no. like from the 70s or whatever. But it's but. still amazing. No, it is. Uh, the soundtrack's pretty great. Yes. I, I very much appreciate having an entire choreographed fight scene to No Doubt. That was very nice. Yeah, no Doubt is in here. Nirvana, TLC, Salt and Pepper is in here. Mm-hmm. Um, All the people you would expect. Hole. Hole is in the credits. <laughs> um there's, there's all sorts of references to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our throwback MCU characters in here. We've got Yay. slightly de-aged Coulson. Slightly. I, I feel like they de-aged him too much, and now he just kind of looks like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> what did you think of de-aged Nick Fury? Because I think they did a really good job. They did part, a really good job with that. Part of me thought they just put hair on Sam Jackson's head, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, literally, that's what I thought, is that like they just put hair <laughs> they on did, Samuel L. Jackson. They did de-age him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but he looked really he looked really good. Um, there was the... Uh, Let's talk about the star of the movie, I guess. The goose. <laughs> My uh, baby. The cat. I love him. Uh, tell me about how much you love the cat in this movie. I mean, do like, do you know how goose, like the physics of goose works? No. Okay, so <laughs> you're going to love it even more then. Oh, boy. Okay, so goose is a cat, but he's not a cat. He's a flurkin, which is a really weird name. But to be fair, they kind of make fun of the name sort of throughout the movie. Like, that's a weird name or whatever. Or they just say it with disdain because it's a weird name. Yeah. Um, but uh, whatever this creature is, it appears to be a cat, but it is not a cat. Yes. Uh, and as far as I know, the physics of this cat works if you're a Doctor Who fan like the TARDIS. Yeah, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, this cat has a cat exterior, but... The interior is massive. Apparently, in the comic books, they have said that Flurkins are capable of devouring planets. 
Sweet Jesus. So they big on the inside. Oh, that, boy. That kitty has a big belly. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and this cat devours the Tesseract, but then it also devours like four Kree at once. So what you're telling me is that if I ever came across a Flurkin that happens to be like fat, I should be concerned. I'd be very concerned. Like okay. <laughs> that cat's probably got a galaxy or two in there. All right. Because we saw that we s- we saw it eat four human sized yes, creatures, and it looked nothing happened. It looked totally normal. Yep. So he licked his paw a little bit. It was, every time he ate something, it was, like, this huge, like, whoa, what the fuck? And then, like, he would just, like, do normal cat things afterwards. <laughs> uh, he did barf up the Tesseract in the end credit scene. <laughs> Which, very nice. <laughs> Kayla, uh, being a cat mom herself, yes. indicates to me that this is, in fact, an accurate portrayal. That of- is actually how cats throw up. They do actually sound like that, and it's horrifying. <laughs> Especially when you hear it, like, next to your head or something. It, it's, it's terrifying. I have had to, on multiple occasions, like, remove my cat from certain areas before he throws up on them. So happy I don't have a cat. Thank you for... But he's cute. He makes up for it by being cute. The constant reminder of that. Because my cat's still a baby. So um, he makes up for it by being adorable. Okay, so uh, what, what did you think of actual... Captain Marvel. What did you think of Brie Larson in this movie? Because I mean, she's... I just love Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I do too. So, like, you probably missed this, but there was like so much like anger directed towards her mm-hmm. uh, before the before the movie came out. There online. was. It was kind of ridiculous. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> like there were like videos of her being like a dick to some of the other Marvel people on press junkets, like. Like Chris Hemsworth and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. during Avengers press junkets, and people did not know that they were doing a bit like they're just playing off of each other. Yeah, like they didn't hate each other. They do that like all the time. Like if you pay attention uh, to like all their interviews, they do that constantly. Dude, press junkets are like they just have days of nothing but interviews all day long. Yeah, like they have to come up with something. Hearing like, the same questions, yes. But people saw those bits and they're like, "She's a bitch. Why is she? Why is she so mean?" Um, you know, she she had the gall to talk about how women are not promoted more in roles like this and oh, shit yeah. like God that. God forbid. And people took that and ran with it as the internet is prone to do. Um, yeah. Also, for some reason, this prompted some sort of weird internet battle between this film and Alita Battle Angel. It did? Yes. People were like, fuck that movie. Go watch Alita instead. Uh, um, okay. Which, by the way, Alita Battle Angel, uh, Alita Battle Angel, keep just saying it like that. That's the whole one word title of the film. There's no spaces. No, Alita Battle Angel is, uh, it's an okay movie. Yeah. I remember it. It's not bad. It's not going to get a sequel. It didn't perform well enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of movies. Captain Marvel made a billion dollars at the box office. This is not like, I'd have to go look. I'll go look at the, I'll go look at the list of where this ranked for me. Like, this isn't, like, the greatest MCU movie I've ever seen, but it was good. I liked it. I thought it fit within, like, it's, to me, it was in that, like, middle, in, like, that middle layer of Marvel movies. A lot of the origin stories kind of fit in there. Just out of curiosity, what is your favorite Marvel movie of all time? Um, So, the tops of my list is still Infinity War, mm. uh, followed by Guardians 1, and then Endgame. Mm. I politely disagree. Oh, just just in my personal opinion. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're free to disagree. Because because my favorite Marvel movie of all time is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Wow. So you're like nobody. Nobody thinks like that. Well, somebody thinks like that. Somebody but, does. 
from for me <laughs> somebody out there in the great beyond in the 23 of the 23 marvel movies that one is number 16 for me on my list <laughs> i like it i mean that's not to say it's bad like again iron man 2 is somebody's gonna get really mad at me for saying uh, that i can feel it why is that though I think it has something to do with the fact that it was just like one, I think it was either the first or one of the first Marvel movies I saw in theaters. Mm -hmm. So it just like has like some weird emotional attachment for me. And I just love Ultron so much. Just love James Spader. (laughs) I just love James Spader because (laughs) I I always did this thing where. Spader-Man, Age of Ultron. Because James Spader is also in The Office. (laughs) Yes, Robert California. So now whenever I watch Age of Ultron, I'm like, oh, look, it's Robert California. (laughs) And then when I watch The Office, me- I'm like, oh, look, it's Ultron. In a mech suit. Um, Captain Marvel. I just Mar- can't think of it any other way. Captain- but I just love Ultron as a villain. I think he's really cool. Captain Marvel, for me, lands just outside of my top 10 Marvel movies. It's number 12 on my list. I love that this podcast has turned from us discussing the movie at hand to <laughs> discussing our opinions on other Marvel movies. Okay, okay. so um, back, back, back to Captain Marvel, then. Back on track. Um <laughs> So what do, you, what do you think was the the message they're trying to send with this movie? Because uh, I, I think there was I think there I feel was like a the great message, message was very clear. Okay. Uh, I, I feel that the message was like, "Hey, women can do things." Yes, <laughs> that was basically it. That was basically it. Women can do things. Um, like she was, she was, she was made fun of pretty much her entire life. Just on the basis of being a girl, being told like, "Oh, you can't do." Yeah, this well, I mean, in the '90s, trying to make it in various men, like men's world, like in the military and stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a boys' club mentality that has been, hopefully, is getting more and more washed away as hopefully. time goes by. But in the '90s, I'm sure it was much more of a man's, still, still a man's world, um, mm-hmm. and trying to fit in and do that sort of stuff. I'm sure women faced. Uh, far more hardships the further back you go. I'm sure that's not a surprise at all. Um, Yeah, I mean, everything about this movie. Like, you've got your typical, like, I don't remember who I am, and she finds out about herself and her powers. But if you look at it from the perspective of just, like, the female experience in general, it's about a woman finding out how powerful she really is Mm -hmm. and that she doesn't need anybody to coddle her or handhold her way through things. She is powerful and she can do whatever she wants if she puts her mind to it. Um, and that really just boils down to, like, the ending. Like, people complained about the the ending fight, too. And I'm like, no, like, that was perfect. Yeah. That ended perfect with Jude Law, whose name I can't remember in the movie. Um, I, don't, I don't even... Did he even say what his name was? Yeah, they said his name a couple of times. I just forgot what it is. I literally I, don't remember. I mean, I'm sure... I kind of feel bad about I'm it. I'm sure I'll look it up. But, uh, okay, how about you tell me about what happened in the last fight while I go look it up? Because it's okay. really easy to recap what happened in that fight. So, essentially, uh, the group of bad Kree, they find Captain Marvel, they kidnap her, and they take her back to, what is it, like the Supreme Intelligence or whatever? Mm-hmm. Which is like their AI overlord or whatever. Yes. And they are trying to like break her down to like whip her back into submission to them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work because Captain Marvel realizes that she doesn't need the Kree to be powerful. Yes. So she, you know, unlocks the full capabilities of her powers and essentially just kicks everyone's ass. That's really all there is to it <laughs> she just kicks everyone's ass yeah well i mean no like the, so like the final fight with jude law like when he's fucked and he knows it 
he still tries, and then... Well, he doesn't really try. He he tries to be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. I, But, like, can you beat me in hand-to-hand combat? Because, like, he knows he's dead, like, if he tries to, like, fight her full-on. Mm-hmm. So he tries to, like, talk to her like he talked to her when they were still training on the Kree homeworld. And she just blasts him. Yeah, she just... She's like, no, nah, I don't need to. <laughs> She's like, no. I don't, need any, I don't need anything from you. I don't need to prove anything to you. By the way, his name? Yon-Rog. Okay. I prefer Jude Law. Yeah. Or perhaps Jude Rog. Or... Can we do that? Young Dumbledore. <laughs> Yon-Law. Um, by the way, he's listed way down in the credits. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite scene? Because I know what my favorite scene is in this movie. Um, and... Brie Larson actually does not do a lot in this in this particular scene, uh, but it's Lashana Lynch playing uh, Maria Rambeau, her friend. Yes. When she does that whole speech about like this is who you are, like, I love that. Like you're my friend. I love you. You're the strongest person I knew before you had any like superpowers or whatever. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I loved all of that stuff. I mean, in true me fashion, my favorite scene was the first time that Goose ate something. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the Tesseract, right? When they, yeah, I believe yeah. it was the Tesseract, but it was just fucking hilarious. Because they're all like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> Good kitty. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and then, and then later when Samuel L. Jackson tries to use uh, Goose as a weapon, and then Goose just sits there. Totally a cat. <laughs> Are you sure it's not a cat? Because it's very much like a cat. Very much like a cat. I, I choose to believe that all cats are capable of that, and they just choose to not <laughs> They're just use choosing it. to not do it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Think about that the next time you look at Chip. I will. Just know that inside, he could do it. He's just not gonna. I mean, <laughs> I feel like even if he could, he just wouldn't. He's too lazy. Yeah, I think that's the case for most cats. He sleeps everywhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I've caught him sleeping on top of our fire. And now we're talking about a cat instead of the movie. We should rename this podcast to just be like, it's the podcast where we get off topic. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's like every podcast on this podcast network. Um, so, how many times do you get off topic? <laughs> so many times. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I once spent a whole podcast talking for 10 minutes about something other than the topic at hand at all. Not even partially related. Mm. Completely unrelated. <laughs> it's completely unrelated. Like, we were just talking about stuff like we should have been talking about it before we hit the record button, just like we're doing now. Um, okay, <laughs> so favorite character in the movie? Goose. Okay, favorite human character <laughs> in the movie? Um, I really like Nick Fury in this movie. Oh, he's so funny in this movie. He's so... I mean, he's funny in every movie, but yeah. like, I just loved him in this movie. Yeah, he's really good. Um, you know what? I'm going to give, like, partial credit for nobody gives any credit. I'm going to give partial credit to the young lady who played Monica Rambeau. She was great. She was adorable in this She's movie. She's so cute. Uh, and we're going to see grown-up Monica, I think I told you, in the WandaVision show, which is yep. starting very soon, which will get talked about on this website podcasters of shield returning soon so way um, to plug your own podcast yeah well i mean just in case just in case anybody wants to know yeah in case people want to know there's a lot of podcasts on this website everybody um there's a lot go check them out okay so there's a lot of really great music though and the soundtrack 
Is your favorite is your favorite musical usage just a girl by no doubt or uh, yes because <laughs> there's a lot come as you are is in here yes it is and you saw how good of a time I was having with that yes. I love Nirvana uh, but they played Waterfalls by TLC I think that might be my favorite uh, from from this movie more music music in soundtracks please just yeah can we do that just can we do like an 80s movie next time not Wonder Woman 84 I didn't enjoy that as much. That was okay, uh, but it had no 80s music in it. So can we do like an MCU movie in the 80s and just, this is all I want. Like, we've got like the future Guardians movies full of like 70s music yeah. and 60s music. We so need to complete the... Yeah, we need to hit that 80s sweet spot. And then can we do another one that's full of like early 2000s? <laughs> Kayla really wants some of that early 2000s emo punk stuff. No, not even that. Just like, can I have an entire movie where the soundtrack is just Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> That'd be nice. Just make them superheroes, Marvel, and dude, <laughs> they could. Have you seen Will I Am? He practically is already. <laughs> um, okay, so Once if you again off topic, if you were okay, so if you was to give this movie a score, if you were to grade this movie, you're the movie's teacher, yes. and a future movie relies on your score. Uh, what what would you give Captain Marvel? I know what I remember what I gave it in 2019. So I'm curious to know what you gave Captain Marvel. Ten out of ten. Oh wow, that is not the scale we use here. But I, I don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast. Clearly, you've never listened to a podcast on your father's own podcast network. Well, yeah, it's weird to hear my dad talk for so long. But this is an out of five scale we use. Nah, it's too. It, this movie's too good for a scale of five. Oh wow, really? So I gave it a four. I give it a four out of five, which uh, I don't know. Do math. What does that translate to in an out of ten scale? Is that nine like a, a is that a nine? Well, yeah, it's one away from one five. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's break out my abacus. Uh, <laughs> Go into your mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, we are not watching Doctor Strange. Was that that was in Doctor that was, Strange? That wasn't was it? Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> is in both of those things. Same same movie and show universe, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, completely. I have not been drinking at all, which is strange, considering how There's no alcohol in this podcast. <laughs> no, it's a sober podcast, which you would not know from listening to me talk. It's because there's a child here. Um, <laughs> yes. The sweetest and innocent one, I, the most innocent child I know. Um, okay, so... All right. Um... I guess this means next time I'm just going to let Kayla go look at all of my movies and pick another movie. Mm -hmm. It's a little weird feeling completely out of control on this, but um, the chances are always good. You know what? Let's let's make it interesting, too. You don't have to go into my movie collection. Mm -hmm. You can just go on uh, like, Netflix or, like Netflix or whatever if you find something that you've always wanted to watch, mm -hmm. but you haven't. Uh, we can We can do that. Uh, and if it's something I've never seen before, we'll just play like a fun role reversal thing where we'll be like, Dad, did you like this movie? You remember when we did yeah, like the Yeah, when we Halloween did Corpse Bride. One. Yeah. And I did like that movie. Um, Which was a very fun episode. So, yes. Wink, wink. This means... <laughs> this means that I am almost positively, for sure, opening myself up to watching an anime film in the near future. <laughs> I was going to say, if you just give me free reign on Netflix, you're going to be watching anime. <laughs> what have I done? Uh, okay, so <laughs> that's the podcast for ever. And... 
this may, is it. This is the final episode. We may, we may never return. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you say that every time. In the meantime, well, quit threatening me with anime, Kayla. Uh, in the meantime, head on over to sitvinggeekly.com where you can check out <laughs> the archives of the show. Uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, mm-hmm. and Spotify. Just search for Mystery <laughs> Teen Girl Theater 9000. So easy to search for, everybody. Completely. Uh, and uh, you'll never hear from me again if it's an anime. If you do, then you'll know it's not. <laughs> It'll just be me next time. <laughs> <laughs>